The following podcast contains spoilers for End of Days, as well as a bunch of bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. You have been warned! Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Ugh, God, I used to be able to do a really good Arnold impression like know, 10 years ago. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Hello, mm. everybody. Mm, greetings. Greetings. How, you How are you doing, everybody? And, well, more specifically, the one person I can't talk to, Mike. Yes. How are you, man? I'm doing just dandy. Mm. Uh, yeah, had a, a good weekend, good uh, Father's Day, because mm-hmm. um, I am a father and I had a day. <laughs> uh, Amen yeah. to that. And then I did yard work today, so, you know. Oh, man. So you're really, yard work's the worst. really doing the dad you, stuff. If you plant hedges on purpose, you're a fucking monster. <laughs> you still mess with those hedges? I, I, I hate hedges. The past two places I have had have had <laughs> hedges that I did not plant, and I've had to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, plant, hedges should be outlawed. I don't give a shit. They're so annoying. Yeah? So annoying. Uh, anyway. Anyway. H- hedges are my arch nemesis, but how are you, Glenn? I'm, I'm not bad. I didn't really have a Father's Day because I'm not a father. No. I am a single man. With yes. nothing to ever do, but somehow he always finds himself busy, yeah. like not watching movies ever, which Mike just hates, despises. It's, I really do. But I might have found a little loophole this week, and I may or may not have actually watched some movies. <gasps> That's right. I know that you did. Mm-hmm. At least and one. you at least know that I uh, didn't post any of the ones that <laughs> I did actually watch, <laughs> yeah. because I'm a lunatic mm-hmm. and don't keep up with social media like an that's fine. I wish social media wasn't a thing, but unfortunately, it's very necessary for certain things, such yep. as this podcast. Amen. All right, yes. so let's start off with a super random one that I uh, found one day. Um, so you know how YouTube's got uh, YouTube like TV and movies now, mm-hmm. movie and TV, whatever it's called. Um, I was sitting there in bed right, right before I like actually fell asleep. I'm like, wow, well, I gotta look at the catalog. I gotta, I gotta know what's up with these these movies because a lot of them are like just free i don't know if you have to have premium or not which i I do have premium on my account uh so i was like i might as well look since i've got since i've got the juices of the youtube flowing through my body uh and they do have (laughs) they do have quite a selection of movies and um i was looking and I, i scrolled through this one and like you can like read the comments under the movies too. So it's just like a normal YouTube video. Mm-hmm. So people were talking about how this one movie is like super kind of hard to come across streaming services. And that movie, which I decided to just click on because I saw it was by John Carpenter. It is in the mouth of madness. Yeah, that's the mouth right. of madness. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. And I was actually correct. Holy shit. Yeah, in the mouth of madness. It's got Sam Neill. Uh, and Ju- uh, Julie Carmen, um, super random watch. I just clicked it to kind of fall asleep to something, because mm-hmm. um, I I just I can't just lay in bed and fall asleep anymore. I just have to have background noise like a lunatic. Not the same way. Um, so that was super random. It actually 
turned out pretty good. Basically, there's uh, Sam Neill plays this. I, I I guess he's like a private eye and just kind of is like looking for this author that kind of just disappeared. And he's mm-hmm. like a, he's like a cult uh, writer. Like let's let's say like Stephen King or something like that. He's like that, and he's got a huge fan base of of people and shit. And uh, he's looking for this guy, and his books turn his fans into like just fucking psychopaths, basically. Um, he's looking for this guy, and turns out that guy was probably alive. But I can't. Mm. I don't want to spoil too much. But it's, it was fucking crazy. It was actually better than I expected it to be for just a random like turn it on while going to bed, but actually not falling asleep because now you're invested in it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there was that. Uh, Sam Neill was good in it, um, and it just. John Carpenter's got that style, man. He's so good at just doing his style throughout all the movies. But I mean, that's that's obvious. Anybody's yeah. got style. Um, but you just know when it's one of his movies. Uh, after that, we watched The Flash, which we have a review up on the YouTubes for that. And, yes, we uh, do. <laughs> oh, we we have it all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, <laughs> I uh, we didn't watch Elemental because I already promised my nephew that I would watch it with him. And if you go on the YouTube, I also have a 60-second movie review up with the little man himself, Grayson. Uh, you should really click on that because his yep. thoughts are the only thoughts you should ever care about. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Super wholesome. I, I love the whole thing because I, I knew he wouldn't last more than 60 seconds doing a video. Yeah, so I was like, this I, is yeah, fucking perfect for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was, that was great. Um, and then after that, I watched End of Days. But Mike... What did you get into, buddy? Uh, well, I watched eight movies. Whoa, that's uh, yes. double your average lately. Yes, double, double it, or uh, at least uh, one point two five it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one point three, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the first close. one I watched is a movie uh, um, that we both. I've, it, it might as well. It might be the first movie we ever saw together. I don't know. I don't remember the first movie we ever watched together, but this came out in two thousand fifteen. Uh, I know for a fact we saw it together. Me, Earl, me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Uh, I saw on on uh, some Man, social media that what it was is the, the first movie we saw together. Was that? I don't know. This is the first one. I, I'd have to go back, like through 2015, 2014 movies, and mm-hmm. see. Might have been earlier than that. I don't remember. I just remember us having right? to be like, yeah. I remember just us having to be like a, a cute little couple that had to hide themselves from from yes. the outside eyes. Because I was I was your manager. Yeah, we weren't allowed to see each other. But you were my dirty. We, we little couldn't secretary. be stopped. We couldn't be. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, no, but um, so yeah, the, uh, I saw a bunch of uh, social media posts that it was the eight year anniversary of the release of that movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I love that movie. It's probably the movie that I most connect with, just because it's about a filmmaker in high school who only had one friend in high school, but was kind of cool with everyone. Because that was my life, essentially. Really yeah. only had Colin in high school, uh, and, but I was cool with everyone. That was pretty uh, much the same as me, too. So, yeah. That might be a lot of student kids. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just know my own experience. We just know but, uh, us. <laughs> yeah, rewatch that. Uh, forgot how much it slaps mm-hmm. absolutely as a movie. It is fantastic. It is so funny. Great, great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly suggest people check it out. Then I rewatched another movie that I uh, loved when it first came out, and I hadn't seen it in a while. Take Shelter with Michael Shannon and oh, Jessica yeah. Chastain. Uh, that is, uh, of course, about a man who's 
you know, starting to have these hallucinations, who uh, has schizophrenia in his family history, so he's not sure if, like, what he's seeing is real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic movie. Loved it this time around, too. Fantastic performances by everyone involved, notably Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain. Yeah, and you had to uh, set yourself up for the uh, the Flash coming up after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to watch good movies, because then I watched The Flash. It might be yeah. good. I don't know. You have to check out the YouTube. <laughs> check out our YouTube to see what our thoughts were on that. Uh, yeah, that was what I watched next. And then I watched a movie that I got uh, from the library. Uh, my, my baby child is Ooh. taking speech therapy for reasons that, you know, it's no one's business but ours. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they suggested that we go to our local library, you know, to kind of explore the world. So we did. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they had Labyrinth on DVD. And I was like, I haven't seen that. And I hear a lot of good things. <laughs> so that's so, what brought that up. <laughs> that's what brought that up. So I, I got a library card and got that, uh, got that movie. Honestly. Yeah. I, I cannot trust anyone when they say a movie from the 80s is good anyone who says that 80s movies are the best they are they they essentially just lose all credibility in my mind very few 80s movies are good Mm. uh and the ones that are good are seldom talked about with the exception of the goonies which i understand that was uh, just on my other screen, as you said Goonies? that. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, there, there's a lot of people hating on the Goonies uh, because it's not as fun to watch where, when you're an adult. Yeah, yeah. that's all kids' movies. Mm-hmm. They're not as fun. So maybe Labyrinth is the same. I know Labyrinth is technically a kids' movie. Uh, I watched it for the first time as a 33- and 9-month-year-old man. Uh <laughs> I don't know why I got so specific with it. But, hey, got to do it. <laughs> um, but uh, it's so, yeah, I hated it. I thought it was horrible. I thought it was boring. Uh, the the fact that people talk about David Bowie's crotch in it when it's barely even in the movie is just gross. But you like, know why, it's there. And that's it's probably it, it has like two minutes screen time, <laughs> none of which are close ups. Uh, how about you stop looking at someone's junk? Guy, mm. that's on you. That's not on the movie. You can't stop sexualizing the sex icon. So yeah, like, uh, whatever. But yeah, so like that. I was expecting more of that. Not that like I, I wanted that, but like mm-hmm. it's just, everything about this movie was exaggerated, and I think that's ultimately why it failed for me. Uh, yeah, it looked great. The Jim Henson puppetry was fantastic, as mm-hmm. as always. Uh, but it was boring. It was annoying. Uh, it was boring and annoying. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, I watched it for uh, one of the Fathom events that KOP had, and mm-hmm. I, I went. I was like one of like maybe ten people, and I felt yeah. so out of place. I'm like, should I really have just seen this in theaters? I, I probably could have just watched it at home, but it yeah. it, it was good for the most part. But yeah. it, it is. I, I don't want to tell people this because I don't want to start fights, but it, it is yeah. overrated as shit. Legitimately, I think if people didn't hype it up as much as they did, I probably would have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the entire time, I was just thinking of all of our friends uh, who we used to work with. They were like, yo, Labyrinth's so good. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like 80s movies are the most overrated. They're not really the worst uh, decade for movies, but they're the, definitely mm-hmm. the most overrated decade for movies. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's so annoying because they're so... It's it's the '80s synthwave music that does it for me. It ruins so many movies for me. It's just like I love synthwave, so I can't speak on. I that like one. I like synthwave when it fits. Yeah, it very rarely fits though. That's the thing. Like it, it fits in things like um, my mouth. Uh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> it fits in things like Blade Runner and Blade yeah. Runner twenty forty nine, and and things like that. 
but it did not fit in the labyrinth at all. Uh, it, it Bowie did some songs on that, right? Yeah, th- his songs were fine, but they, they were definitely like out of place and yeah. and, and annoying, uh, just because it was the movie, not not because of his songs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's Labyrinth. I I apologize to all Gen Xers, but also not sorry. Not sorry. Your the eighties movies were trash. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> then. I watched another movie that was recommended to me because it has uh, Jennifer uh, Lopez in it, and it's it, you got no, recommended the, a Jennifer Lopez movie. This this was the pitch. Okay. It's visually, please. It's like visually interesting. It's got Jennifer Lopez, but it's actually good. That's what the person actually said to me. <laughs> it's visually I, interesting. Jennifer Lopez isn't it, but it's actually good. I actually don't uh, know which one this is. <laughs> this is The Cell from 2000. Uh, it is uh, directed by... What's his name? Um, God, where, I almost had it. Uh, Terse, uh, Tarsum Singh. He's an Indian director. Uh, and um, it's essentially like this, this social worker who uh, <laughs> works in this company. Funny. Vince Vaughn's in it. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's in it. Double Vince, huh? All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, so she's this social worker that w- works with kids in comas to try to help them get out of comas by going into their minds and, like, talking to them. It's it's like a sci-fi movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then there is a serial killer that is caught, but when he's caught, he's in a coma, so they don't know where his last victim is, so they have her go into his mind, and it's just kind of really interesting to see like a social worker who is used to dealing with kids yeah like sympathizing with the abused child of uh, a child version of a serial killer uh it it is extremely visually interesting probably one of the most visually interesting movies from 2000 uh that i can remember uh it's got this you, you most people probably know this because the cover is essentially Jennifer Lopez looking like a goth. I was gonna say that's the only thing I remember about this movie. I I knew about this movie just because of Jennifer Lopez looking goth. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I knew about it. But it's actually pretty good. It's not like blow your mind good, but it's it's a, it was an interesting watch. I actually enjoyed watching it. I'm glad uh, the pitch worked out. <laughs> it did work out. You know, set my expectations right where it was. It's visually <laughs> interesting. Jennifer Lopez is in it, but it's good. Yeah. That's that told me exactly how good it's going to be from the get go. Mm-hmm. No hate, no hate to Jennifer Lopez, of course, but you know she's a singer who acts, not an actress who sings. Yeah. Uh, so that you know, again, I, not I, hating her. Apparently, she. I would do the that, same thing if I were I'll, in her I'll shoes. Zip, I'll so. zip. <clears throat> You'll zip. I, I was gonna. There was gonna a little conspiracy theory, but I'll, I'll zip on her. Oh. Yep. I want the conspiracy theory. What's a conspiracy theory? Apparently you can cut this she, if you want. Apparently, she doesn't even sing her own songs. I mean, most pop artists don't. It was an, not, it was another pop artist, and they just slapped J Lo's. Uh, it wasn't Selena. It was oh, fuck. What was her name? Was it Jennifer Hudson? It was it was somebody around that time in the two thousand. It was like a fantastic pop singer. Because um, like if you, you you listen back, it's not even her voice. Like you can, like uh, what was it, Jenny from the it's Jenny from the block. It's you can tell it's not hey, even I got Jennifer news Lopez's for people. voice. Most pop artists don't write their songs. Most of them. Yes, but this is vocals. <laughs> well, yeah, back in the '90s, that was a thing. Like mm-hmm. they would just pick people and then have like have them lip sync, like Millie Vanilli. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, so yeah, that's why I don't really listen to pop music because you can't trust it. Mm. Uh, and also it's just not my thing. Uh, but then on Father's Day, <laughs> I did what every father does and got away from his family. You got it. And <laughs> no, I had a very nice day with them. Just I was also given a couple hours to myself, and I watched mm. two movies. Ooh. The first one being The Blackening. Uh, and you did want to see that, and I'm sorry I didn't I did go with you. See that, and it was actually really good. Oh, uh, the funny part is there's a, a joke in it where they're talking to someone and they're trying to, like, is a white guy, they're trying to suss out if he's racist or not. And he's just like, <laughs> if I was invited to the cookout, I wouldn't go to the cookout because I would acknowledge that that is a black space and it would be <laughs> awkward if my white whiteness was there. And I was just like, the entire time, I was just like, oh, no, am I this guy? But, like, I'm not that <laughs> self-aware. <laughs> if I no, if but, I was invited, I'm going. I don't, I, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, sorry. I just want good food. Like, you can kick me out if my you friends, want, and I respect it. that. Yeah. No, but uh, uh, it was a really, really fun movie. Uh, actually had a lot to say about, uh, you know, I'm white, so, like, <laughs> take everything I say knowing I'm what? white and I don't know shit about what it's like being black. But a lot of it was just about, like, them arguing who's the blackest and everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I just thought that was an interesting take for a movie like this. It was, mm-hmm. I, it, I, It's something I hadn't seen before, so that was really cool. Uh, to to see that argument instead of and of course it did have like the white racist parts but it was it was yeah. deeper than that and which is what I appreciated mm-hmm. um, it because it, it could have uh, just easily just poked it yeah just because it it, it could have been uh, and I love white chicks but it could have just been white chicks where it's just them making fun <laughs> of white people fair yeah uh, it's still a great movie uh, but it, this this was deeper than that and, and I'll, I, I'll I, never I listen to great. Thousand Miles ever the same again. Yeah. <laughs> then I uh, need you. But then I, you know, I, I, I had a theme going on for that day. Uh, and so the next movie was Elemental. Can you guess what that theme is? Racism? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I was just talking out of my ass right there. I didn't have a theme <laughs> going. Uh, so then I watched Elemental. Uh, really enjoyed that. I thought I agreed with you and Grayson's take on it, uh, mm-hmm. which you'll have to uh, see the 30, 60 second review. He may for be that. a man of few words, but he's got those words locked. Yes, <laughs> but the the one thing I will say is Pixar has lost its its uh, its touch. Uh, mm-hmm. They've gone soft, if you will, which is fine. It's, it's for kids, but you yeah. know, if, if they, they traumatized us and now they're like walking on eggshells. If I had done a longer review instead of the 60, I would have went much deeper into like I like I texted you uh, yeah. deep dive deeper in the uh, romanticism, the, the racism and just yeah. some other key things because it could have. Well, how long was it? It was two hours, wasn't it? About an hour 47. It I felt think. like they could have easily added another half hour. It didn't feel that long, honestly. But they no, it it could have added like a half hour of just solid like those bullet points and yeah. like explored around them. Yeah, I thought the the vocal acting in it was great. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it, it was fun. It was a fun movie. Had you know, it's it's essentially about um, the it's the immigration story. Like if uh, parents come to a particular land for a better life for their kid, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's like their kid. Uh, living with the struggle of continuing their legacy or starting their own legacy and all that. Yeah. So it's very interesting in that front. But, uh, yeah, I feel like it could have been tougher. It is what it is. Which you is know, fine. I, it's Again, a, it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. Uh, they traumatized us, and now they're no longer traumatizing kids. Probably yep. for the best. It's all right. 
But what can you do? Uh, but then I watched End of Days, which we're going to get into right now. December 31st, 1999. The end of a century. The end of a millennium. The beginning of the end. Get down on the ground! You don't know what you've done! You said here the guy spoke to you. Yeah, so what? The guy doesn't have a tongue. At the end of the century, Satan visits New York in search of a bride. It's up to an ex-cop who now runs an elite security outfit to stop him. Directed yes. by Peter Himes. Himes, I still don't know. I've never looked it up. I, I believe honestly, it's Himes. Don't. Congratulations, Peter. You got it. Written by Andrew W. Marlowe. Stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Gabriel Byrne. Uh, to why the fuck did I say Toby? Robin Tooney, uh, Kevin Pollock, CCH Pounder. What a name. That's amazing. Good for her. Derek O'Connor, David Weisenberg, Rainer Jude, and there's... Oh, oh Mr. Uh, Mark Margolis, or Margolis, yeah. and Rod Steiger. And um, Udo Kier, and Udo Kier. Miriam Margolis. Tons uh, of people. Yes. Uh, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about how today, mm. June 19th, the day we are recording this is Robin Tooney's birthday. So, Robin, oh. big fan of the podcast, of course. Of course, uh, yes. Yes. Happy birthday, Robin. I just found that out today. Thought that that was interesting. So, there we go. Happy birthday. How dare happy, you? Happy, happy birthday. Try to slide that under the radar. We knew. We knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, this is one of those movies, like I had talked about with the In the Mouth of Madness, that I was I was just going to bed. And I just was scrolling through a catalog. And I realized I hadn't seen a, a Schwarzenegger movie in quite a bit of time. Um, honestly, I think the last action hero, which we reviewed, uh, or was it Jingle Jingle All the Way? One of those. I one feel like them. Jingle All the Way was probably the last one. Um, but it was it was for sure one of those. I think I rewatched Last Action Cop recently. But what, anyway, uh, so I, I started it, got halfway. I talked about it the last podcast. Um uh, but going halfway through, I realized that I can't live my life knowing that you didn't watch this movie and suffer with me or not suffer. That's what we got to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought the plot was strong enough that it had some really good talking points enough yeah. to, to carry this little a podcast Rooney a little bit. And that's just all the fun I yeah. could ask for. Uh, so for the, the first two things I want to say, or mm -hmm. first three things, oh. uh, I love that you didn't hint either way if you thought it was good or bad. Yeah. Because I just went in going like, why does he want me to watch this? <laughs> uh, uh, second thing, 90s title sequences were unmatched. Unmatched. Three to four minutes of just like random shots with text over it, with music. Yeah. Bring very, those back. Very, but also don't. Very biblical. In yes. its own right. Uh, I, I like those, but in only in certain movies. Like, I don't think every movie should have them, but yeah. some some definitely should. Uh, I feel like ever since The Dark Knight, people have been like, get away, uh, <laughs> uh, opening title sequences. How dare! Uh, and then the third one is the backdrop of Y2K. 
dates mm. this movie so hard. Yep. So hard, because, like, that was a thing <laughs> that we were really only talking about for, for, like, maybe the last few months of 1999. Yep. And then, like, the, it's, it's just funny, because they talk about it like the world's gonna end like this is before like these are the people that don't know that satan is trying to actually end the world yeah uh but like the people who don't know that satan's actually trying to oh the world's gonna end the whole thing about y2k is that the computers were going to crash because they didn't have programming to switch over from uh 99 (laughs) to zero zero for 2000 and it was gonna like empty the banks and everything yeah uh and it was definitely fear-mongering at its worst because like all of the from my understanding, I could be completely off. All of the programmers mm. were just like, "Yeah, this is a problem, but we're gonna fix it." Yeah, and so they uh, fixed hold it. And the gave, horse and is g- going to hell real quick. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So like, people who knew nothing about computers were freaking out, and then people who knew about computers were like, "Yeah, we got to work on this, but it's, you know, it's gonna be fine. It'll it'll <laughs> be all right, there, champ. Hold on." Yeah. So it's it's just it's hilarious to me how absolutely dated it makes it mm-hmm. just by using that as a backdrop. It, had it been ninety eight. Instead of 99, yeah, that wouldn't have been an issue. Uh, but <laughs> this movie would have never been made. Look at that. It would have never, it would have never been made. No, uh, but I, I just thought that was funny. And, it's, you know, nothing makes me nostalgic for childhood more than people talking about Y2K. Oh, yeah. Um, and this movie goes for it, man. They, they even do mention in their radio broadcast in the beginning about the computers. Like, they're, like, yeah. listing all these things. And then, then the, at, at the end of it, he does say something about the computers. But yeah, uh, this movie, uh, right off the get-go, first, not even five minutes, I think it's two and a half, straight uh, sells you on how this movie's going to grasp a titty. Uh, I mean, uh, your attention. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because it goes for it. Um, The the build-up right away is is, is quite interesting. Um, you, You got... Uh, one thing that uh, women are all scared of when they're first off giving birth is not, like having their baby taken away. First, it's it's normally like having their baby switched out is what they're probably mostly scared of. And just the fact yeah. that they just had that child, why are you taking that away from me right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but right from the get-go, the opening scene is that child getting taken away from its mother and immediately going down to the back rooms and getting fucking... <laughs> crucified not crucified just a little just a little devil just a little devil concoction of worshiping and uh, tutelage all up in that baby's yeah, sacrificing face. a snake uh yep sacrificing that snake rubbing its blood all over the baby you know just normal things that happen in normal hospitals things. Normal, normal things things i was there when they did that with my baby boy of course i mean you, yes. it's it's just it's part of the transaction <laughs> uh, <laughs> transaction but immediately after that um this dude is at a uh this guy's at a at, at a fucking restaurant, and he's going to the bathroom. And next thing you know, when normally when anything, you're trying to expel the devil out of you in the bathrooms. No, this guy got it inside of him. This guy mm-hmm. found the devil all up in him. I, I felt like Theo Vaughn there for a second. I uh, dear God, <laughs> I got the isms. He ran into a ravine and died. <laughs> <laughs> he shit in a hole and buried it, and I don't know where the man went since then. Uh, but yeah, the guy goes to the bathroom, finds the devil inside his uh, inside of his living body, and the first thing that devil does is he goes right up and just grabs some wholesale titty. <laughs> and yeah. that really set the tone. I said, dear God, 
he's not in this movie. But so I said, Dear Devil, take me where you got to go, my friend, because this is amazing. Uh, and I I was really mad at the that woman's husband. Oh yeah, because I was just like, how I don't care if the guy looks at you, you don't know he's the devil. <laughs> so how are you just gonna sit there and let it happen? Devil straight smooching his wife, grabbing some some free range titty, and yeah, he like, goes, some hey, self respect. What the hell man. are you doing? And oh, the guy and then turns he gives and he's like, oh okay, oh I didn't okay. know. I didn't I'll know just you let had it happen, eyes. Then. Hold on, let me back it's up. It's the nineties after all. <laughs> Oh my god, this movie is fantastic. Um, and then it's followed up by a whole sequence of just Arnold going fucking ham through the city streets or the city skyline through a helicopter. And that that was actually a really cool action sequence mm-hmm. where they're they're chasing the the priest that tried to kill uh, Gabriel Byrne. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was it was you know just it it, it was fun. It was a fun little yeah. action sequence. In uh, in a movie that otherwise was my favorite, not that fun. My favorite part is like he lands on a roof, and then like uh, the the priest guy gets gets away. He's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck was the helicopter's name?" Uh, he's just like number two. Get down here! <laughs> like yeah, the, like he's like, "Oh shit, yeah, let me get down there." Using <laughs> a helicopter as a. Uh, has a uh, elevator. Yeah, he's just like, oh my my first one's gone. Let me yell at number two to get his ass down yeah. here. It's just, oh, I wish I could command helicopters so easily. Yeah. There is um one part where uh, this is much later, but I I my favorite part of this is Arnold Schwarzenegger actor acting like he's worse than the devil. Yeah, like anytime <laughs> Dude, he talks to the devil, that like, quote, You're a choir boy can de- compare to me. I didn't know where that quote came from, and then he just said it. And I was like, Oh, he said the thing. What, what was the quote exactly? I You're know a I fucking choir boy compared to oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny, man. It's just the the absolute ego on him to think that he is worse than the literal fucking devil. Yep. Is just absolutely hilarious. It's a hilarious concept. It makes me think this may be the best Christian movie ever made. Yeah. Uh, and technically, it's, it's a holiday film. It is. It takes it's place New Year's Eve during film. New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve film. Watch out, Die Hard. Uh, yeah, but but I I just love any like faith based movie in which humans have to intervene to save the world. Yeah. Because if if your God is all powerful, I'm not here to knock anyone. Mm-hmm. For uh, for believing in anything, but like, if your God is all powerful, why the hell would He need humans to beat the <laughs> devil? It makes zero sense. They talk about it in this movie as well. Yeah, but like, not in a satisfying way, in no. my opinion. He's it's like, just... God gave you the choice to protect yourself. You got to do it. That's a very fucking American <laughs> outlook on. That's it. like, <laughs> you can't see me right now, but let me show you how it. This is what God did. He said, Go for it. He said, Listen, I know it's the literal fucking devil, but you gotta pull yourself up by your bootstraps, okay? <laughs> gotta get them I bridges got, all hacked up. I high. got me some, some beers to drink and some trucks to drive, so you're gonna have to help yourself this time. <laughs> It's it's so it's such a such an American way of thinking, and yeah. it's it makes this movie honestly better, but for the worst fucking ways. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid, but I had a fun time watching it. Yeah, it's it's just it is the it's, best faith based movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of 
what scares me about this movie, it's the the acting for most parts can get over the top at times. Yeah. But then there's moments where it's actually really good. And then the just the core concept alone of it is yeah. a really good movie. Yeah. But yeah. then then it's like it's over the top sometimes and then it's like, oh, so it's just like it's the way kind of like it was shot and the way if they were told. this was made 10 years later. Yeah. When we kind of got past that action hero thing. Not that there's mm-hmm. anything wrong with action heroes in movies, but this is not an action hero movie. No. Uh, but uh, if this came out, you know, you know, post Constantine or, uh, you know, even post like No Country for Old Men or whatever, it could be really compelling. It was uh, like you said, yeah, like sorry. Gabriel Byrne, Kevin Pollack is good in it. Robin Tooney's mm-hmm. good. Uh, CCH Pounder's good in it. Uh, which, how dare you make fun of her name? That's I a, didn't make. I said that's a great okay. name. Good for that's her. Fair. That's fair. Thank you. Did you. Say that. Uh, but <laughs> I love CCH Pounder. She's a character actress that is in, in a lot of really, mm-hmm. really good things. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it, it's it's the wrong tone. It's the '90s is the wrong tone for this movie, but it is yeah. an interesting concept. It's shrouded by weird cuts, mm-hmm. weird rumble shakes. When like I mean of course like the 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 setting around them is shaking, but we yeah. didn't really need to see the camera shaking. We could have seen like seats or something moving, like paintings or something going crazy. No, like saying, "Oh yeah, shit's fucking shaking around us." Mm-hmm. But like, and then like they'd have these weird shots of Arnold just going with his face, <laughs> and of yeah. course making his noises that he does. Um, but, like, besides that and just a little bit of his over-the-top acting in some parts, which I don't even think were necessarily his fault, mm-hmm. if he if the director just told him be a little bit more grounded and don't do, go crazy, I think this would almost be a flawless movie, to be honest with you. Well, a little bit of points here and there would be needed to change. But other than that, like, I fucking enjoyed this movie way more than I thought I would. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... It's a fun movie for sure. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go so far as saying it's a good movie, but it's fun. It's a fun yeah. watch. Uh, I think as much as I love Arnold, he's the wrong choice for this, for, yeah. for the concept. Uh, I, I think it, it, it's just, especially with like Gabriel Byrne is a fantastic actor. Gabriel Byrne was so good in this. He, he is really good. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the one piece that doesn't really fit. If uh, and if he was just a little bit more tonally serious, yeah. I think it would have been better. I agree, but I, uh, I think they're always they're always trying to put him in roles that are like uh, he's like this cop, but he's got the accent and shit. Like not saying that he can't be a cop or anything, but like he's got are you the saying ac- cops. Ca- cops in the U.S. can't come from Austria. No, I I'm saying that. Yes, you're I'm. xenophobic. Xenophobic. <laughs> it's it's just that you can't take it seriously. You're like it's some of the roles that he does. Yeah, it's no, just, I I agree. Um, or like that he's just a full American dad and he's got the accent. It's like uh, c- I, 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 I come on. <laughs> I grew up in Tallahassee. <laughs> I'm from New Orleans. That's where I get this from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's 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 it's. I don't know. It's it's goofy. It's yeah. funny. It's good. It reminded me a lot of. Uh, did you see Max Payne? No, uh, no. Max Payne is like the same. It, Max Payne came from a game, but it's got the yeah. same like concept 
as far as like the movie goes in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it reminded me a lot of that, but of course that, that also has, that's got Mark Wahlberg, who's not also, you know, the best serious actor either. Um, he has his he moments. Has his moments I, I, I think for he's sure. a better serious actor than Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I feel like there was um, somebody better who could have been. Uh, and we're not talking about Max Payne, but just uh, concept-wise, yeah. they were similar. And I, yeah. this reminded me a lot of that. It reminded me a lot of Constantine in a way, um, like you said. It reminded me of those movies, and I really like those movies. But they they have to be done right. Yeah. For, and I don't I don't know if there has been one or not. Faith faith based movies, whether they're actual like Christian movies or not. Mm-hmm have to be done right because if you're first off if you don't believe in in god or anything you have to make it serious enough where people would actually like be on board with it yeah uh and if you do believe in god you have to make it serious so it doesn't feel like you're making a mockery of it Mm -hmm. uh so i feel like granted i don't know i i didn't watch this through the eyes of a super religious person yeah i mean you don't even know how they feel about you don't even have to it's just uh yeah no, but uh, even if you did, you're watching this movie through the eyes of knowing Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. I kind of uh, wonder how I would I would feel if I didn't know who he was before watching this movie. Like if this was yeah. my introduction to Arnold Schwarzenegger, would I feel the same way? It's kind of like with with Nick Cage. Like if if you don't know any of the Nick Cage memes, oh he's not a terrible actor. He's just kind of over he's the just, top. He's just different compared to the yeah. And then when you know the memes, it's just like yeah, do the thing. Uh, so I, I am I'm curious how I would f- react. But mm-hmm. this also came out like 15 years after his career started. So yeah, that wasn't even a thought going in making this. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I I. Uh, I think it's it has a lot of really cool like set pieces mm-hmm. um like when when the 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 devil actually comes out uh and it's like this big winged creature. Yeah. Uh I thought that was really interesting. It's it's a really visually interesting film. Mm-hmm. Um the the one part I was worried about because obviously for editing last week's episode uh, I watched the trailer, yeah. and uh, when you see the albino guy in the subway, they dubbed his voice in the trailer, but it's not dubbed in the movie. Mm-hmm. So in the trailer, it's just like, oh, man, this is going to be so cheesy, <laughs> because it's just like, it's this guy going, they're coming for you, Christine. It's like, it, it doesn't fit his body at, at all. Yeah. And then in the movie, I'm assuming it's the guy's real voice, because it fits much better. Uh, and it, it's less less cheesy, other than the the cheap '90s glass effect mm-hmm. uh, of him falling apart. Um, yeah. But you know, it, that was that was still an interesting concept of you know this person that is real that she has passed before uh, being on the subway and then being part of her her hallucination. It was a good way to introduce that. Um, you know. I, I think this movie really just suffers from being made in the '90s. <laughs> that is the the pure consensus of it all is yeah. just straight '90s movie, and mm-hmm. sometimes that makes it okay. Sometimes it's it's you're just lacking. That's that's yeah. the problem. Um, but yeah, uh, I I did I did like that there was like followers throughout like uh that people believed in the devil and like yep. they were following the the two this was ahead of its time apparently uh, like b- before th- this knew that all co- uh cops were corrupt yeah <laughs> uh, especially in the NYPD before the the uh the the 2020 
shit went down. Yeah. Um, that's mostly a joke, of course. It's not a funny joke. I acknowledge <laughs> that, but uh, you know, I, I thought that was interesting. Where it's just like you couldn't trust any cop in this movie. Yeah. And that's a big thing nowadays. Yep. Uh, but, um, um, but I, I yeah. liked that there was people like following them throughout the streets that that weren't necessarily corrupted by the devil. They were just like following. They were like they've been worshiping him probably their whole lives, but we don't really see that on screen. Um, yeah. And that they were, fu- I, the only thing I didn't like is how many were just there. There were, yeah. there was mobs. I'm like, I, but I, I mean, I guess like they're probably turn off your brain a little bit. They're probably traveling from far and wide to like make this thing happen. So like, yeah. I never mind. I could, I could kind of uh, detract that a little bit. Or hmm? this is a movie funded by Fox news to show that New York is an evil city. Yeah. Shit's Could be. Uh, spankadelic, in my opinion. Could be. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a, uh, <laughs> uh, the governor of California as a Republican, so... The governator, yeah. Who knows? Um, am I just making shit up? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> but is... I don't really know how much more I've got to say. There's, there's not a lot going on besides, like, a good portion of the first half is, like, a solid movie. And then really the it second... It falls apart. The second half kind of just... It, it, it follows... The story, like there's, I can't, can't describe too much to you. It's just following the movie. Like there's yeah. nothing crazy that happens that's really good. I thought the in the beginning again, um, the the priest bum guy that tried to kill uh, the body of the devil, the guy, the, the mm-hmm. possession guy, um, and him being on the ceiling and covered up in, in scalpels and all that shit. I thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that he was still alive, and then the police officer was like, <laughs> boom, he's not going to tell you shit. I like that yeah. there was more forces than just devil and, you know, uh, the church, and that if there was, really like, a side it, church, too. Yeah, there was very few people that the devil actually killed themselves, yeah. himself. It was more, uh, other than, you know, the restaurant he bombs in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, but th- there was more just, like, his followers killing people. Yeah. Um which, you know, makes a lot of sense. And obviously he gave them some kind of powers because uh, Miriam Margolis was yeah. very, very strong. She was There's no way that she, she was she would be able to take Arnold Schwarzenegger without selling her soul to the devil. Yeah. Uh, that goes for most of us, not just her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, it, it has a lot of really cool set pieces, like you said, um, with, with uh, the priest being hung uh, in, in the hospital and everything. Uh, the as corny as it was, the visual of Arnold Schwarzenegger being crucified in the middle of New York yeah. was interesting. I, I very liked corny. It was super corny, but I liked it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it fit the it fit the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, of course, the 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 final battle, so to speak. Um, and I, I thought it was interesting that at the very end, like, the devil kind of took over Arnold Schwarzenegger. The one and. The one thing, sorry, I'm backtracking to the crucifixion no, thing. Uh, the one thing that I really would have liked about it is if the crucifixion, uh, th- this didn't happen, you know, uh, chronologically uh, to Jesus or anything, is, is if the crucifixion actually kind of gave him like a, a re, re, uh, reimagining of his mind and kind of did make him kind of try to believe more or try to have more faith. It's like, damn, I just got crucified. <laughs> Let me let me talk to God a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, of the, all the, things, being crucified probably doesn't want to make you talk to God. But <laughs> the very conceit that he still doesn't believe in God after seeing all these satanic things happen, yeah. 
is just silly. Honestly, God's just a choir boy compared to him. So he's just a choir boy. <laughs> uh, no, um, but yeah, it's it's it is a movie. Like I I kind of wish. It is a movie. Yeah. I feel like this is a movie that would do really well with a remake. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think a lot of people, if there are fans of this movie, they probably wouldn't like the remake as much because it wouldn't be as fun, admittedly. I don't care uh, about them. <laughs> yeah. I want to it, see a really good version, a really good version of this movie because it has the potential. It does have the potential. Uh, you could make this a thriller. Like They made it an action movie when they should have made it a thriller. Yeah. Uh, like... Like they they try to make it like uh, like a, a light version of the Predator mm-hmm. um, or Predator when they should have made it like the Wailing, which of course came out after. Uh, but like that's a if we're talking about like re- religious based thrillers, the Wailing is like bar none the best. It's mm. it's such a good film. It is, uh, and I would love to see a remake of this focusing more on the thriller aspect than the action aspect. It could be really cool. Towards the middle of it, like I was trying to, sometimes through movies I just sit there and watch them, but then in my mind I'm just sitting there like, how can I make this better? How What, what would I do to, to change this a little bit? I do that and a like, lot. Uh, one of the things that I was thinking about doing, or like thinking about how to, how to change it a little bit, is like if, you know how the police were always like one step behind Arnold a little bit, but like... Mm-hmm. I would have liked it if this whole thing kind of panned panned out, but like the how do I explain this? Like the police were still one step behind, and then as the end of the story got there, they were like a day behind. So all this stuff happened, and they saw all this fucking carnage and shit. You see it more towards like their point of view than yeah. Arnold's, and like just seeing all the carnage and shit that happens, and like getting caught up, seeing it all happen after, and be like, oh my god. He saved us all, or some some shit like that. I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I thought it would have been cool, but I'm not a fucking professional screenwriter, so <laughs> what do hey, I know? Hey, don't talk about my. I've friend got that ideas. Way. Even I've got if it's true, don't talk about my friend that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah, same same here. It was uh, so. It was. It was something. <laughs> yes. That it was indeed something. <laughs> so that does it for a review for end of days. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes to give our shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenn, <clears throat> this was your pick this week. Yeah. It Does was. it go on the shelf? Uh <laughs> I think I thoroughly enjoyed this way more than I expected to, especially just sitting in bed just fucking trying to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um and I think there's core concepts there that are that are just really sick but I don't think it necessarily has the potential to be on the shelf as it is um, with just a little more oomph and a little bit more worshiping. Maybe it could have gotten there, but uh, I definitely like the film. I definitely would watch it again, yeah. but I don't know if I'd go crazy over it right now, put it on the shelf. Yeah, There are, uh, for me personally, there are two kinds of movies. Well, there's three kinds of movies. Ooh. Obviously there's movies that I will never watch again. <laughs> There's movies that I would buy on DVD so I can watch again and mm-hmm. purposely watch again. And then there's movies, uh, this isn't so much a thing anymore, but back in the day, if it was on TV, I would watch it from whatever point it was on till the yeah. end. This is that kind of movie. So Yes. It doesn't go on the shelf for me, mm-hmm. but if it were on TV and I there was nothing else on, I would definitely watch it. If only uh, we lived it, in the 90s and 2000s and that could happen again. <laughs> I miss the 90s and I, early 2000s, I do man. too. Not not like a oh well, you know the good old days. It's just like yeah. it was things were simpler. 
It was yeah. simpler, man. You didn't have to pay 10 bucks every service and then try to find what you want to watch for 12 hours. Yeah, you just had to pay... I really don't think people understood what was so good about cable. I have mm-hmm. cable. I know you don't have cable, but like... Yeah. It's so much cheaper than the internet and then all of the streaming services. I hated cable so much as an adult, but... Going from playing video games in my room and then just being like, I'm going to go chill with my family. They're watching fucking Step Brothers right now or some shit on, on Stars or something. Yeah. That was a good time. Like, I could literally just walk out and see what they're just watching, and that was cool. Not that they can't yeah. just pick something and watch it, but nobody picks something just, and it's like, hey, Gladys, we're watching, we're watching Step Brothers right now. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. Step Brothers is in my mind, but it's there. Good times. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Good times. So, end of days does not make it on the KFR shelf with the mm. likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It is streaming roulette week. Mm. Whoa. Wow. So, for those of you who don't know, we spin a very real wheel that you're about to see in a minute. It's mm-hmm. definitely definitely not something on my computer but, screen. Yeah. First time for everything. Yes. Uh, so, we spin it three times. And, uh, f- and if it lands on a movie that is t- too new, like less than a year old, we don't yep. watch it. But otherwise... Uh, we spin it three times and pick the one out of those three that we want to watch mm-hmm. the most. So, without any further ado, here comes spin number one. <gasps> Memories of a Murder, the Nielsen Tapes. Oh. Ooh, this looks like a docuseries or documentary. Let's see. Memories of a Murder. I don't like that that's so close to the Bong Joon-ho yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I was I was going crazy. I'm like, oh, I was just talking about this movie. I wanted to see it. Honestly, if it were that, we would have just stepped on or yeah. stopped on that. Uh, this yeah, is, the, it the looks Nielsen like it's tapes. on Netflix, and it was Netflix. 2021. Yes. Uh, it's a documentary. <clears throat> uh, serial killer Dennis Nilsson narrates his life and horrific crimes via a series of chilling audio tapes recorded from his jail cell. It is directed... Uh, by Michael Hart, uh, and of course it's a documentary, so it's starring everyone involved. Mm-hmm. That is Memories of a Murder Murderer, the Nilsson Tapes. Uh, so that is spin number one, mm-hmm. and here comes spin number two. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I feel like we were just talking about this, you and I. Not only were we just talking about it, I almost watched this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Once Upon a Time in Mexico, that is going to be on Pluto. Let's see where else is going to be. Uh, pretty much just Pluto. You could also rent mm-hmm. it if you want. Uh, it is hit. Uh, it's about Hitman El Mariachi. Uh, by the way, this is the third movie in the series yep. that I've only seen. This third one, so we did, like, you don't we need did to watch. Just all of them. review the second one, and the first did one we? is much harder to get a hold of. Or did we review I, it, or did I watch it? I think you I watched it because I've never seen. It. I've never seen Desperado. Oh, you uh, bastard! So yeah, you don't need to see the other two to get this one. But mm-hmm. Hitman El Mariachi becomes involved in an international espionage involving a psychotic CIA agent and the corrupt Mexican general. Mm-hmm. Written and directed by Robert Rodriguez, starring Antonio Banderas, uh, Selma Hayek, Johnny Depp, Willem Dafoe, Mickey Rourke, Eva Mendez, Danny Trejo, Enrique Iglesias. Quite uh, a killer cast. Cheech Marin, uh, uh, and that's. Uh, all the names I recognize, those the, though these other people are probably also famous. So that is Once Upon a Time in Mexico. <laughs> that brings us to spin number three. And here we go. Overboard from 1987. Oh my god, I can't type. 
there was a remake of this recently. Goldie and Kurt, baby. Oh, oh that's Lord. yeah. That's why it sounded so fucking familiar. Yeah. Uh, a cruel but beautiful heiress mocks and cheats a hired carpenter when she gets amnesia after an accident. He decides to introduce <clears throat> her to regular life by convincing her that their husband and wife. Directed by Gary Marshall, written by Leslie Dixon, starring Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell. Uh, I wonder if this is where they met. Uh, probably uh, not. Eighty-seven. I think it was earlier than that. I could yeah. be wrong. Ed, I don't know. Edward Herman, Catherine Hellmond, Mike Haggerty, uh, Roddy McDowell, Jared Rushton, and others. This is going to be on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, HBO it's, Max. Uh, it's a bunch Max. of stuff. Sorry, just Max. Is it? Uh, oh, I see. Premium, collect- or premium subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. So Max or Cinemax or whatever. Uh, but that is Overboard. So with... Our three choices. We have Overboard, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and Memories of a Murderer, the Nilsson Tapes. Uh, these all seem interesting to me. I've definitely, I've seen Once Upon a Time in Mexico already. Mm. Uh, that's the only one of these I have seen. So, yeah, you're going to be watching it in opposite order. <laughs> um, yeah. I am personally leaning... Uh, I'm going to see Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I think, regardless. Okay. I still want to see the first one before I see this one. Uh, not that I think it matters too much. It definitely does not matter. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know there were two other movies while watching I, this one. <laughs> once I was watching Desperado, I was like, there's a fucking trilogy? Uh, yeah. So I'm leaning overboard, but I will very gladly take Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. Uh I am also leaning overboard uh, only because we just recently did a Johnny Depp movie. True. Uh, and, you know, just to keep it keep it different. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like after End of Days... And but we could, didn't, didn't we also just do a Goldie and Kurt for Christmas? I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. That was six months ago, that man. That was six what months ago. <laughs> yeah, doesn't uh, feel like it. Also, this is, this is not when they kind of first met. They met in like okay. 1966. That makes sense, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm fine with Overboard. You there? Yep, I was just reading okay. a little synopsis on their okay. on their meeting up. Sorry, I was invested. I was fucking in it. <laughs> it's all good. So you you cool with Overboard? I am cool with Overboard. Somebody call for a carpenter. That's my wife's department. Mrs. Grant Staten the third. Always knew what she wanted. I'm not paying for your mistake. And she always got it. You haven't got a single thing on this earth to do except for your hair. She had power. Taste. What is this gelatinous muck? Style. Are you going to bring me my lemon or do I have to squeeze it from my hat? And amnesia. Seems a mystery woman was picked up by the Elk Cove garbage cow shortly after midnight. Excuse me, miss. Can you tell me your name? Of course I know my name. It's... It's... Annie! Goldie Horn. Kurt Russell. Overboard. 
All right, so Overboard is our assignment that will be available on HBO Max or Max mm-hmm. or Cinemax. It's HBO Max no matter what to me. I don't care. Yeah, HBO Max, even though it was HBO Go and then HBO Now, and then, but not in that order. But then I don't know what HBO. they're doing, man. It's, they're, they've lost their minds. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Overboard on uh, Max or HBO Max or Cinemax. I'm going to do that every <laughs> time. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when one of us falls overboard mm. and then gets amnesia and then and wakes up madly in love with the other one. One of us falls in love. Mm. There, back then, there were a lot of movies about people getting amnesia and then people lying about that being. There's yeah, a Sandra Bullock movie like that. Just let Stockholm syndrome be a thing, okay? Yes, let's lie. Just let's <laughs> lie about our relationship let's status. Do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye.